Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woo as Fuck. This week's episode was recorded on 11-11 while Lissa was in Vegas. So we are talking all about working in flow, being in flow, existing in flow, all things flow. And um, I kind of work through an issue that I was experiencing in real time in regards to working in flow and feeling stuck and stagnant. Lissa also talks a bit about her trips and her, her trip and her experience. And it was just a really fun episode to record. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. And let's get into it. Hi, it's Megan. And this is Lissa. And welcome to this week's episode of Woo as Fuck, which is special because Lissa is currently on her trip. I'm on a trip, you guys. We weren't going to record and now we are. And... Oh, we missed 11-11. It's 11-19 California time. Yeah, it's 2-19 this time. Mm. But we are recording on 11-11. Which is significant because this is the first... Oh, I just muted myself there. This is the first time we've recorded in... How do we explain this, Megan? Time-wise. Time do you know what I mean? This is the first time we're the first recording... Time we've recorded in- I'm trying to think of what you're where you're going with that. And um, it's the first time that we're recording with you on the road. This is the first time we're recording on a Thursday. And this is our first time. <laughs> you're so recording in as close to live time as we can be, right? Because is this going oh. to publish on Tuesday? Yeah, this is this will be going out on Tuesday. This is the closest we've recorded. Um while you were on your trip, I had two guests guests lined up for the two weeks that we were because we've been two weeks ahead for so long um but the first when i recorded the audio it was when my microphone was on its last leg and the audio quality is um le poop and then the second one the guest didn't feel energetically in the right place to be um a podcast guest which i immediately was just like heck yeah for you setting your boundaries and you know like recognizing your own energy and I'm so proud of that person, but it also left me without any episodes. <laughs> um, I thought about doing another solo episode, but that was a real challenge for me, to be honest, the last time I did it, because I tend to hyperfixate and kind of get like in a perfectionist mode, which I definitely need to work on. Um, I ended up writing a script for myself um, because I couldn't focus and it wasn't super great and I thought if I did another solo episode I might do something more like a guided meditation or something that would be easier for me I would love it if you would do a guided meditation and I feel like people would really appreciate that too and it wouldn't be as easy to get nitpicky with yourself because it would have its own like flow already yeah it would have its own flow and usually when I'm doing some sort of guided meditation it's like I'm I'm stepping outside of myself and I'm just letting it all be channeled, uh, which was a lot easier. Speaking of which, we should talk about what our topic is for today, because that was a good segue. Yes. Um, So today we want to talk about working in flow and being in flow and living your life in flow. And I'm actually currently experiencing a challenge with that. So we thought it would be a good 
kind of piece of content for you guys to see where I'm coming from and us working through it together in real time. And let's, I just want to lay like a little bit of a foundation with that in terms of flow, because it's what I've been learning about, um, on the road, um, very literally, which is there is a, hmm, how can I describe it in a way that makes sense? Imagine that you are literally like a circuit that pumps out energy for the planet. Like you are your own little generator powerhouse and that you just existing as you is pumping out power into this system that you're a part of. Well, that actual energy that pulsates through you, some people will call that like prana or life force energy, um, that has its own ebbs and flows that are specific to you. So you as a human conduit, as, a, as the being that you are with your physical vessel, you have a very certain way that you maintain, that you harness, maintain, and give out that flow of energy. And when you're operating in a quote-unquote flow state, you're allowing that to be easy and effortless and fluid so that you can literally produce and create as this conduit that you are in a way that's in alignment with source. So source is working through you or what we usually do most of the time is we block that flow intentionally, focus all of our effort and attention onto what we think we're supposed to be creating and then put effort into it, which is the opposite of a flow state. That's a really good way of putting it. And I think that working in flow is definitely not um, sometimes it doesn't feel very intuitive, even though it is the most intuitive thing that you can do because you have all of this, these layers of programming surrounding it and you have all of these shoulds. It's the shoulds. Well, I should be doing this instead. I should be doing that instead. I, I really should be productive. And how you gauge productivity is also a whole other layer of programming. <laughs> um, and But it's also working in flow and being in flow is the most intuitive state that you can be in once you can kind of work past all of the shoulds, all of the programming, all of the the things, because um, I'm just, I just want to recognize that it can be a real challenge. It's super easy to say, I want to be in flow and I, I am flo in flow and I'm working in flow. But whenever you're a real person in the 3D world doing 3D things, sometimes it's like, well, I really should be doing these dishes. I really should be doing this or that. And then I don't know about you guys, but I get into like a standby mode almost where I'm like, okay, Megan, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. Are you doing it yet? Are you doing it now? Why aren't you doing it yet? Are you like just broken? And then it does, it literally feels like I'm broken sometimes when all I have to do is if I just do the thing that I really like my heart wants me to do then I could move on and do the other things without as much resistance, you know? As you, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, which is hilarious because we make it so much more difficult than it has to be. But I also want to acknowledge what you're already acknowledging, but even a level deeper, which is this is why authenticity and integrity is so important. And I'm hearing that it's like literally the fact, like if we want to talk about, my God, duh. Okay, sorry so much information all at once. If we want to be able to operate in flow, 
we first have to understand what alignment is for us, which we already did an episode on that, like the alignment episode. Um, because if we don't know what alignment looks like for us, then we're not going to be able to live in flow. And what I thought was funny is for me, flow state is like traveling and seeing new things and being in nature. And, you know, Lissa, who had IBS, well, who has IBS a year ago, who was terribly afraid to be without a bathroom, would have never allowed myself to be in the actual experience, excuse me, in the circumstance where I can experience a flow state because I literally was avoiding those experiences. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And now that you're like out and about and doing these things and you had that fear, how does it feel for you? Like, are you finding that it was even as much of a problem as you thought it would be? Or are you finding that whenever you're allowing yourself to kind of do the things that you actually really want to do, it's not as severe? Um, I've, well, my eating is the problem. So I've acknowledged, uh, that. I understand that. And, um, luckily my partner is a personal trainer and knows all about nutrition. So I get to know exactly how to fix it when I'm ready to, <laughs> but, um, but what I've noticed is that it just doesn't matter. So I have literally, um, had IBS situations like in the middle of nowhere uh, and also in parking lots where other people were around, like just the worst case scenario you can possibly imagine something that I probably thought would have like actually killed me of embarrassment in a past previous version of me that now are just really funny stories. That's a really big like change of perspective too, because whenever you're able to look at a situation that in the past would have mortified you, would have literally paralyzed you from doing anything or experiencing anything and you're able to shift your perspective into um, this is a, a funny experience and you're choosing, like you're, you are literally choosing to look at it from that better perspective. Um, the same goes, I try, to, I try to do that with a lot of stuff in my life where instead of cleaning, I'm committing to 10 minutes of just letting my brain do whatever it wants to do around the house as far as like picking stuff up. And then at the end of the 10 minutes, hey, good job, you did the thing. And I don't have to be like, oh, like I'm going to clean and I'm like stuck because sometimes I can get stuck. Instead, I can say, oh, I'm just going to commit to 10 minutes of doing something. And it's a similar thing, you know? Well, can we talk about what's going on with the flow for your work right now? Okay. I feel like that's, that's an important factor here and we're like getting into the meat of it. Okay, I'm going to, um, I guess, talk about first the inspiration, the the flow that I want to be in. I, for a really long time, and we're going back to 2018 here. <laughs> um, I, as a designer, obviously, um, have looked at a lot of different avenues for ways that I can make passive income. I'm a huge proponent for passive income, and I've helped hundreds of people create things for themselves and watch them bloom and succeed and be able to like live off of passive income to where they don't even have to like work actively anymore. I know all of the tricks and all of the things to do, um, but I don't often do it for myself because it's committing time to myself and dedicating resources, which is me, um, to doing that project when I could be helping someone else and it never really became a priority. And there are a few different facets to that. 
Um, part of it was my intention was specifically to make enough money to where I didn't have to work and my partner no longer had to work because one of my dreams in life is to be able to retire my very anxious and wonderful partner. Um, and the other part of that was that I wasn't allowing myself to feel worthy of investing that time. So on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, um, I had to stay up overnight because my partner was launching a new project and I wanted to be there for moral support and to keep him awake and to help him if there were any sort of data migration issues because I'm really good with data. And so whenever I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my evening, I came up with this idea of um, a ritual that I wanted to do for myself. It's kind of where it started. So this ritual um, essentially was looking at where I am now, where I want to be, and bridging the gap. And then it kind of just like all downloaded into my brain. And it was like, oh, this isn't for me. This is for other people. Um, and I was like, okay, so this is for the Patreon. Like I'm going to do a, a guided exercise with the patrons. And then I was like, no, this is, this is for everyone. And I remembered back when I started making passive income, I have uh, several planners and journals out there in the internet land. I have a lot of other passive things too, like brushes and design templates and stuff, but that, that's not the point. Anyway, <laughs> um, it all kind of just like flowed through me. And um, I, in that one evening, planned out the content for 13 um, different guided journals and exercises to help people. Like the focus was on helping people and guiding them through their spiritual stuff and um, approaching it in a really like accepting way. But there's well, this one specific one, the main one, the one that was the catalyst of it all. And all I want to do is work on it. Um, I have with like the very next day I had it all designed out. Um, it's ready for print. It's ready for um, digital content. So uh, interactive to where you could do it on your computer or your phone if you didn't want to write it. Um, minus the cover. The cover is like the last thing that I need to do before I can get it uploaded uh, to uh, All Hail Bezos, the Amazon for print. <laughs> um, and then also upload it to my website for the interactive version. And I also need to record the, um, there's a guided um, grounding and shielding exercise. I also need to record the audio for that. So there's not many steps left. I'm almost finished. Can and I, can I go ahead one second here? Cause I just want to acknowledge, can everyone hear what naturally flows out of Megan when she's in flow state? Do you hear that? Do you hear how none of that took her any effort? She was just like, I have blah, da, 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 da. And then there's just all these things like right there. I think that that's really important to like put emphasis on because if you had listed out all of those things and given them to somebody when that wasn't where their passion and purpose and heart was, it would, that would be a huge daunting task. And for you, it literally just like came out of you. Yeah. It just flew out of me. And it does help that I have a lot of experience with like planning courses and design and I'm minimizing myself right there. <laughs> but, um, it was, it was really effortless and I just want to continue that effortless flow, but I alas have, uh, a job that is a wonderful job. I can work whenever I want, which is also kind of the bane, like the source of this issue. 
So there's no time schedule as far as like within the day when I have to work, but there is a due date. And all week long, I have basically just stared at a computer and been like, okay, I have to work on, you know, developing this or coding this out and doing this for a client. Um, not my client, it's through my job because um, I'm not taking any clients right now. But I just haven't done anything. I, I've been struggling to do any actual 3D work. I've been struggling to do um, regular house stuff, like doing the dishes and stuff, because all my brain wants to do is work on the thing. And so I'm just like stuck in paralysis where like everything sucks and I don't want to do it. And I know for a fact that if I had just let myself do it on Tuesday or whenever I wanted to do it, I wouldn't be in this position at all. But because I've been fighting against the flow, it's like I, I've been in paralysis. I can't, I can't do anything. And can we, so then why didn't you on Tuesday? Can you remind me of that again? I'm trying to, cause I feel like there's blocks um, we can actually work through here. Might as well. Cause we're already talking. Yeah. About so on Tuesday it was, um, that was when I got the bulk of the, the design aspect of it actually finished. Um, and then it was the end of the day and it was my, my partner wanted to celebrate, um, not, um, being in the middle of this big project. So we went out and we celebrated that. And um, also my brother was in town and I haven't seen my brother in years. So I had lunch with my brother as well. Um, and then yesterday I had a doctor's appointment. And also as far as like during the day, um, I don't know why I didn't do it. I just had that uh, those projects that I needed to work on. Um which I did a little bit on, but I was nowhere near like in flow enough to like in 3d flow enough to work on it effectively. And um, then today I've been telling myself that this is my last day of the week to get things done and it's all due today. And all I like, I, I just can't, I can't, I ordered new glasses. I ordered some stickers. <laughs> I drank way too much water. Um, I got one 10 minute thing off my plate and all I want to do is the other thing, but because everything, I mean, the answer is I just work tomorrow because it's technically due tomorrow, but I don't like to work on Fridays and then let myself be in flow. But well, because if you could be, sorry, I'm just hearing like a couple things. One with the, with the project that is like all yours, right? That will just come naturally. Like that will, it already did. Right. So that's like um, that will just come about when it's ready to come about again. But in terms of the things that you have deadlines for that you need to get done that are outside of you, it feels like that just doesn't have to be done today. And you're telling yourself it does. Yeah, but I think my big thing in my brain and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm just trying to explain how my brain is processing it is that if I can finish it today, then I can have all day tomorrow to be in flow without having to stop and be in the 3D, you know? And I hear that. I hear that. But what if tomorrow you're more needed to be, excuse me, what if you're more needed to be in flow today than tomorrow? Because yes. that's, that's where, it, that's where we fuck. I'm literally here like um, drawing flow. You guys, like as I'm listening to Megan talk, I'm like drawing <laughs> flow states and then I'm able to see like blockages. And it's like, if 
that is the block. That's the block of the flow. So it's like her body's saying very actively, today I want to rest and be in flow. And today I want to look at, you know, fun stuff on the computer. Today I want to be with my partner. Today I want to do all these things. And, um, and instead of doing that, what I'm hearing you say is, no, today needs to be a productive day so tomorrow mm-hmm. I can be in flow. And yeah. flow doesn't care. You're <laughs> like, well, let me just stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how I will approach it um, or where I will go from here because by the time we finish this, it will be the time for me to shut down. Um, so it, it'll, it'll – I, I mean, I could work after that. See, you can hear me like in my – in my head trying to to figure this out my partner is going to be working late i can work a little bit late it's okay um it's also okay to not work sorry one thing i want to say an exercise right here that you can all implement in this exact moment that megan and i have talked about before um maybe we haven't talked about it explicitly like this but megan do this think to yourself oh god this is the best exercise ever sorry but it really is okay Uh, like hold the two things so one Uh, so in Megan's example for right now, it's going to be, I am going to work the rest of the day today and finish everything I need to do once I'm done with with this part. And also acknowledge that this is all work, what you're doing right now. Like I know it's what we love and what we're passionate about, but this is going to take three hours of your day just recording. That's not even including all the other crap. So keep that in mind. That, That is work. But, um, but here's my point. So you tell yourself, anyone in these circumstance in this circumstance where you're trying to decide between two things, you you say the two things. So one thing would be, I'm gonna finish all my work tonight and tomorrow I'm gonna have all day to be in flow and not have to do any work on Friday, which I love. Or you tell yourself, you know what? I'm done. I'm gonna power down for the day after this. This is the only work I'm gonna do for today. And tomorrow I'm going to actually do everything I was planning on doing today. And as you literally sit with both of those circumstances, you will feel internally in your body, one will be a release and one will be uh, a resistance. So whichever thing allows the release within you, within your body, is the thing that's going to allow more of that flow state to be possible, uh, like as a whole. Okay. Okay. So I did that as you were you were talking about it, and I picked up two pens because uh, apparently I wanted to be tactile with it. And I assessed the weight of either pen, and then assigned an option to each one, and then sat in my body and felt like, how does this feel versus how does this one feel in these options? And like looking at the timeline of where I do either thing. And in this scenario, after we finish our very important work, and this is work, and I do value it, and I don't like. You know, you know what I mean. Even though this is a more fun thing, um, between the two, what actually felt like a release in my body and my abdomen specifically, um, was after this doing the 3D stuff and having tomorrow in flow, and not because, um, it's due today, and not because it is um something that I like think is more important, but because I saw the path of that and having that freedom to be in flow tomorrow really like I saw the day like lay out before me without having any of those obligations where I could like just wake up and make tea and do the things that made me happy when they made me happy and not having to go back into that 3d and it gives me the weekend as well you know what I mean like it all flowed into like multiple days of flow 
And that's a lot. Oh, that feels so good because it's allowing for the, uh, it's like you're allowing the life energy, the prana to express itself through your body in the way it's wishing to be expressed. And instead of pointing out to your mind, all of the reasons why you're bad for doing something a different way, you're recognizing, okay, if I do the thing that I don't really want to do right now, then I can see how that's going to benefit me in a thousand different ways. So instead of like, um, oh, I'm so mad that I put this off. It's like, okay, well, I'm motivated to finish this now because I know what that's going to mean for tomorrow. And As going through that exercise, I um, want to point out that I felt like a real resistance to doing work. But whenever I went through the exercise, I felt like there was like a, a release. And I think my brain just wanted to know like when I was going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, okay. So, okay. So you might've been putting yourself in an unintentional limbo time trap by not telling your brain when it was going to get to relax. (laughs) Yeah. And, and my brain is, is, I mean, that should have been obvious to me. I don't know why it wasn't, but um, I'm learning as I learn more about myself that those time traps um, are really a problem for me. If I don't know how long a task is going to take, if I don't know um, when I'm going to get to do a thing, if something is just like indefinitely rescheduled and there's not a hard date. Um, it, it like, it's like, there's like a, like a shard of glass sticking in my brain and I can't stop like feeling the pain of it. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, can we stop there for a second? Cause I just want to acknowledge like, that's something that I experience, um, very much so in my regular life that my partner doesn't in terms of yeah. the dates piece. So like I, like if we're planning for a future event, I need to know, uh, dates and places so that I can visualize and, um, and have my brain not be in forever limbo, like we're talking about. And it Uh, doesn't even matter if it's a real date, if I'm being honest, like it could just be an artificial, like, yeah, let's do it on the 15th. And I could know deep in my soul, like that's not going to happen on the 15th, but it allows me to relax. You know? Yeah. Well, because you can, it feels the same energetically as um, when I used to tell my clients this when I was uh, when I was a drug counselor. You'd be amazed at like if you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed by everything you have to do, if you just literally list it all out like in bullet format. A, it will be a lot less than you think it's going to be, and B, once you list it out your brain doesn't have, maybe this is an ADD trait, (laughs) your brain doesn't have to think about it anymore. And so there's this soothing thing that happens just when you can see it in front of you because you can release it. You don't have to grip it. Yes. And um, I actually started implementing something on my TikTok kind of related to this. Um, I saw a couple of videos where people were putting a timestamp at the start of their video with how long the video is. And I like, whenever that would come across my for you page, I would be like, Oh, that's really cool. Like my brain can relax, you know? And so I started doing that on my videos too, because I want other people to also feel, I mean, and you're not committing too much time with the TikTok, let's be honest, but knowing for a fact that this is 15 seconds or this is two minutes or however long it is kind of, at least for me, it allowed me to like okay, I'm just like committing to this amount of time and it's not like an indefinite amount of time, you know? Well, and it's also like, especially since I've been limiting myself to like 30 minutes a day or trying to. Oh, how's that going? Um, really horribly this week. That's really not a lot of time at all. 
I know it went really well for a couple of weeks, but then when I did the all nighter, um, it was basically my life source. So I went way over on that day. Mm. And then I've been a little bit more lax since then. I still have the time limit thing, but I keep saying 15 more minutes. <laughs> but the oh, benefit gosh. to that is, I will say, is that I, I I never do more than 15 minutes over that because then when it says your 15 minutes are up, then I am like, okay, it's time to go and do a new thing. And I would like to add here that both Megan and I do not think that TikTok is a healthy platform for... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we both make them. We both create content there and share it there. But um, And for me, that's like the main place that I find clients for my counseling business. But at the same time, like, you guys, be careful about how much time you spend on TikTok. I hope you know, too. Um, I don't know that this is not backed by any research at all. But as a drug counselor, I can tell you that they're using the exact same programming that a slot machine will use. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. You, you, you know you're going to get a really good one, but it's a matter of how many you have to scroll through to get that really good one. Um, and so, but, but you know, there's going to be a reward. So you just keep um, scrolling. And it very much has the same energy as a slot machine. Yes. Except for and one it's that will call you out on your trauma. <laughs> yeah. And one that's personalized to you. Like imagine yeah. if you could sit in front of a slot machine at a casino and the slot machine could take time, excuse me, could take your money as slot machines do only picture TikTok being a, the, the money is your time. And, um, and it could start, it could start to literally alter and warp what the slot machine is presenting to you in terms of your likes, your interests, your friends, and everything that's in your cell phone. Like, of course, you're never going to get up from that fucking machine because it's now hardwired to your brain. And like, they're using this data for all kinds of stuff. So um, for sure, there's lots of wonderful things that you can find there. And I personally find that it's less like censored and, um, like cherry picked than a lot of other platforms, but as always, like, you know, go outside, do healthy yes. things, consume other stuff. Be mindful of your relationship with any sort of social media platform. It's okay if you need like to disassociate for a little while. And TikTok is amazing for communities. It's, it's amazing for not feeling alone and feeling seen. Um, I like that a lot of the people that I follow are really candid and real and, aren't like putting the best versions of themselves forward. It's a more natural, just roll out of bed. Here's a funny thing, you know, um, or a thought or uh, something related to me. Obviously mine's a lot of art and neurodivergency and spiritual and uh, music and stuff, but and a lot of gay stuff. <laughs> and a lot of gay stuff. I like that. At the end there. <laughs> um, but I think that it's really important to also recognize whenever something is getting to unhealthy territory, which is why I put a limit on how much I consume. I've never been on much on social media ever. Um, but TikTok was like, oh, that's like a really cool thing. Um, and my brain likes it. I don't like any of the other ones, really. Um, but I also, because it was the first time I ever really engaged with the social media and I liked the social media, I very quickly realized um, that I was spending too much time on it, which is why I put a limit. Smart. Super smart. 
And I highly encourage us all to use the robots. Talk about working in flow. Like this is all really in alignment with what we're talking about here, because if you are watching TikToks in flow, flow state isn't just for work. Like if you're watching TikToks in flow, you're going to notice your actual entire body will start to feel different as soon as it's sucking your energy as opposed mm-hmm. to adding to it. Oh, that, that energy sucking thing also um, is super real because whenever I have like past the I'm enjoying this, it's flow and it's enjoyable point to where I'm scrolling and it like it's the disassociating I'm avoiding life thing it literally feels like I have like energy being sucked out of me like my my joints ache is the way it feels in my body Mm, and there are there are content creators too that you will then be drawn to who are honestly probably unintentionally uh using TikTok as a means of consuming other people's energy just like all other social media platforms. So be really careful because then when your energy is already low, you're susceptible to people who are vampiric in their own energy systems. Oh, okay, got it. So sorry, I'm getting a message right now that the importance of flow, okay, we'll be more specific. So the importance of flow, the reason that we're the reason that it's important for us to talk about flow right now is because in order to protect our energy, operating in flow states allows for that and allows for our energy to be so vibrant. They're showing me like a literal process. One, you learn who you are and what your likes are and what fills your cup and what drains your cup. After you understand that, you can put yourself in situations and circumstances where you're most likely to operate in flow state. When you're most likely operating in flow state, your energy is going to be pumping through you in a way that Mm, how do you say, like, think of little mosquitoes and stuff that like want to suck your energy. Well, if you are emitting a frequency that's painful to mosquitoes, they're not going to touch you. That's sort of what flow state does to energetic vampires. They can't suck on your energy when what you're harnessing is life force energy. It doesn't like feel good. What they need is distorted energy. So um, it's a protection mechanism. And then when you're not operating in flow and when your energy is distorted, this is also news to me. I'm getting this channel right now. Um, like when your energy is distorted, then that's when you're susceptible to energy vampires, people that want to suck off your energy that's distorted and based in ego. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I would like... (laughs) What do you you feel with that? Um, It makes sense, but I don't think it's distorted energy that the um, energy vampires are looking for. They're looking for energy that is... What do you think? um, They're looking for energy that is given to them freely. So whenever you are in that turned off, not in flow state where you're in kind of like um, NPC robot mode, um, you're just giving your energy to whoever wants it freely. And whenever you're living intentionally and you are in flow, there's more resistance there and they don't have the consent. And it's not like an an active active consent. It's like... um, like, um, I don't care consent. Like there's a, a, like whatever, take it from me. Do you know? That, okay. That's so important. I feel like that some matrix code was just hacked there. So, um, because I also felt like what I was saying wasn't right. That's why I was like, Megan, help. <laughs> um, but so what I was seeing, like what I was describing as that channel was open, what I was describing to you guys was seeing somebody who's literally like pumping out flow state energy where they're just vibrant and like these vamp, these energy vampires sort of retracting from them. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want that. that. That's like too bright. That's the sun. 
And then the opposite, what would you describe that looks like, Megan? Um, I just picture like a, a like a, a basically dead person sitting on a couch and there's like, I picture flies on them. Like I, I'm seeing an art almost. Like I'm seeing like a painting where it's like a person who has given up and their eyes are glazed over and the screen is just like flashing onto them. And then you can see all of the like energy vampires and the entities and stuff just like creeping up behind them like it, it just like it's an art piece i can see it um and then i want to point out that the people who are living in flow in that moment and that are vibrant and putting out all of that energy they're like in nature whenever a um a poison or something that's like poisonous or whatever or venomous has the bright colors and they're like letting people know like don't mess with me and it's like you're putting on your little color color colorful suit i can't talk today and that's why, okay, so that's the piece that was tripping me up was um, when I was saying distorted energy. So what I meant by that is not connected to life force energy, meaning, um, how do I say, like like me, Lissa, uh, I can, that's such a difficult thing to explain you guys, but it's like the person sitting on the couch isn't connected to the thing that connects them with all things, they're thinking that they're just a person. Well, it's like they stepped out of their meat suit yeah. and let themselves go on autopilot. Yes, yes. And I do want to acknowledge a big aspect of all of this, and that is mental health. So whenever you your brain doesn't operate as designed or what is deemed as designed by people, um, you often struggle with things, and I don't ever want anyone listening to this to feel like pressured or put like guilt or shame on themselves because they do need to scroll or they do need to disassociate for a period of time. Um, that that's not at all the point. I think that it's all about listening to your body. Like, when does it feel like it is time to? Um, when is it time to watch TV? When is it time to scroll? When is it time to read trash versus reading something that enriches you? Um, when is it time to, it's like intentional, you know? So if you, for your brain, you need to like have um, periods where you can turn your brain off because it's so active or you need that like time to connect with yourself in a different way, that's totally different than if you just like, I'm scrolling or I'm watching this or I'm doing this to check out from the world. Do you know what I mean? Like the energy behind it's different. And the more you know yourself, the easier it gets. And we have talked about that before, the difference between um, checking out and tuning in. So a lot of people, when their energy is depleted and they're feeling drained and their cup's empty, um, rather than filling it, it is easier. Sorry, I'm talking like a robot as I'm trying to get these concepts across. It's easier. It can't be easier instead of taking back control and really filling your cup and taking care of yourself. It can be easier to ignore that the cup's empty completely. So sometimes the work, the actual work is literally just doing nothing and checking out for your own mental health reasons. But there's a big difference between acknowledging that that's what you need need and giving yourself, and I'm talking to myself too, by the way, guys, big time when I'm saying this, there's a big difference between acknowledging that what you need in that moment is just checking out and so to check out versus actively checking out regularly enough that you can no longer see that you're checking out. I got a visual of the cup being filled and the different energies around the cup being filled. 
So sometimes whenever we're disassociating or we're checking out or we're just putting stuff in our cup to have something in our cup because it's like it's empty, put something in there um, with, you know, social media or a show or whatever. Um, it's the difference of putting styrofoam that just like it feels like, oh, this is taking up a lot of space, but it's just like full of air versus filling it up with like sand that really has like density and fills up every crevice, you know? Mm, and is like weighted is grounded yeah. is of is of and also ooh, mm, good example because one is oh god great example sorry get it out lissa jesus <laughs> one is fake artificial and made by humans and one is natural and elemental and uh you know um to, 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 to source like sand is earth yeah, and maybe this visual will help you guys too. So kind of think about your your situation, your life, the way that you operate, and then kind of like visualize a cup. And then am I filling this cup up with, and you can assign different things to different things for how they feel. So it could be big styrofoam pieces. It could be rocks. Um, like this activity feels more like water versus sand, this activity. And then kind of just ask yourself when you think about it, am I filling my cup up currently with you know, styrofoam or sand? Um, am I filling my cup up with, you know, something like jello? <laughs> and um, how does it feel in my body? It's really about going back to how it feels in your body. And then the same goes with um, when you pour from your cup too. Like, what are you pouring out of your cup? Is it clean and pure and like good and from like a a place that feels natural and in flow to you, or are you putting out there, like it's got a filter on the end of it and the, like whatever you're pouring out is getting coated in like gunk, you know, like a, like if you have piping um, and there's like a mold or a rust or something in your piping, whatever you put through there, even if it's something pure and nice might, you know, come out gross. And so many of us, like doctor what we give based on our perception of other people and other people's perception of us. I want to add though. So that's, so that's a tool for your toolkit, you guys. <laughs> that's the, then that exercise, what are you filling your cup with? And then what are you pouring when you pour from your cup? And what I was thinking is how great this would be as someone that's constantly doing the work myself, because I'm always falling back asleep and waking back up and falling back asleep and waking back up. Like most of us are, um, for me, I'm going to implement this exercise, uh, like literally right now, just in terms of what have I been un what have I been unconsciously filling my cup with without realizing it, and then having that on a page in my journal, and then what am I now consciously filling my cup with now that I'm recognizing it, and then you can have a side by side comparison to see when you're conscious and aware that your cup needs to be filled what are you putting into your cup for, I can use myself as an example here. So when I'm conscious and aware that my cup needs to be filled, I am regularly meditating. I am regularly doing some type of activity um, physically to move my body. I am eating tasty treats and drinking coffee and like treating my body in ways uh, that are like reward based because <laughs> I like sweet stuff, but like, uh, like literally just giving my body food and nourishment and things that it wants and spending time in nature and outside. But when I'm unconsciously filling my cup, I am honestly watching tarot on YouTube. That's like all I'm doing. 
I'm, I'm watching tarot on YouTube and smoking weed. That's, that's when I'm filling my cup unconsciously, those are the things that I'm do. I'm trying to think of other stuff, but it's, it's literally that. <laughs> I, I, I can think of another thing that you're doing both consciously and unconsciously. Oh, what's that? So it's the same thing, but with two different energies. And I think this is a good example too. Making plans. So there's the in line flow part of it where you're like moving forward to something that feels like something you want to do. And there's the, I need dopamine. I need to get the heck out of here. Escapism side of it where you're planning something frantically um, to move toward. Cause it's like, that's the thing that, that will get me through this is that plan. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, and I do that with moving, you guys. Yeah. That's why I thought about it for you. I do it too. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but that I will absolutely do that. I'll be like, my whole life will be better if I just live somewhere else. And I'm currently doing that with like moving out of my hometown. But prior to this, because my partner and I will be moving away from where we currently are. But um, prior to that, I would do it literally with um, apartments like I would start, you're so right. I never thought about doing that as a escape, but I totally do. I'll like go on Craigslist or go on Trulia or go on Zillow. I know all the sites, right? And then do side-by-side comparisons of, well, what if I just lived here instead? And then I will spend eight hours doing that and then never move. You're so right. Yeah, wow. I do. I do it too. Um, for me, it's about us moving. Um, and then sometimes it's about like planning a trip or it's about planning for this future version of myself that doesn't exist, that has all of their ducks in a row. And it's like, um, future Megan is going to have their house like perfectly clean. And I'm going to have a schedule and I'll have a taco Tuesday and like everything's like has a place. And I, I plan a lot like in my personal life for like, I'm going to do implement the system. I love to build a system. Oh my gosh. I think that's my version of your thing is, um, planning out a system for making myself a better person and not an integrity, not like a legitimate thing. Like it feels legitimate and good to me in the moment. But then in retrospect, I look at it and it's like, it's almost kind of like diet culture, but instead of it being, I'm starting a diet, it's like, Oh, starting Monday, I'm going to get my shit together. You know? Oh, and that's so flawed because you're, you're thinking, okay. So two things are happening right now. One I'm seeing, um, I have been I have been literally channeling in the desert for the last five days. So everything I'm seeing right now is just channeled like light language information that I want to deliver to you guys. But then also um, the main thing I want to say about what Megan's saying right now is that we are perfect, whole and complete exactly as we are. So anything that's having us think anything other than that is blocking life force flow. And get this, Megan, because I think I need you to help me channel this. Help me help me with this. So I'm seeing that. We're still talking about flow, but this is an important offshoot of it, which is when we have a block, okay, if we are not, if we're not actively involved in removing that block, but if the block is still there, then that life force energy is going to want to create a new channel to operate in flow. So if I am not happy in my day-to-day life, this is really powerful and really interesting. Um, and I'm getting this like right now. If I'm not actively happy in my day-to-day life, okay, my energy is blocked. My life force chi is not flowing through me because there are a myriad of things going on in my life that are causing it to block. So 
what's going to be a really great way to move around that blockage by creating an entirely new life for myself where my energy isn't blocked. But it's not dealing with the block. It's just creating an outlet for flow. So that here's the thing that I didn't add, this little caveat. When I'm looking at places for rent, I am closing my computer feeling better than when I opened it. When I'm imagining alternate, and I think you are the same with your systems creation, Megan, like when, when we're creating these things, it's not draining our energy, it's filling us, but it's filling us with something that's not of sustenance because it's just avoiding the block. It's going around it. I have a really good exercise to determine if whatever you're doing is, it came to me as you were talking, and if what you're doing um, is in flow and something you're meant to be doing and actually beneficial, or if it's you creating that new path that'll get you away from the thing. Are you wanting to do it right now in this moment, starting now, effectively now, or is it a I'll start at Monday thing? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's such a good exercise. Oh, yeah. no. So if, uh, if, I'm, if I find a system and I'm like wanting to implement it, implement it as of today, then maybe that's a system that's actually in flow and good for me. If I'm creating a system and it's like, ooh, starting Monday, we'll do this thing, then it's probably probably me doing escapism and trying to create this new life instead of actually looking at the block where I'm just this better person, you know? What a relief that is to hear. And what and so and this is full circle moment now because Here's the thing that happened on Tuesday, you guys, which, by the way, is usually the day we record the podcast, but because I was somewhere that uh, internet reception would have been spotty, 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 we decided to postpone. Megan and I both begrudgingly, like, because we kind of wanted to do other stuff, like, succumb to the flow state. I ended up creating an entire Patreon uh, that didn't exist before, specific to... Um, well, not specific to channeling. It was originally specific to channeling, but then that was blocking the flow. So literally not specific to anything other than what I want to create. And Megan was able to do her journal and also create a whole template for a bunch of other stuff too. And this was all done in one day by us in that flow state. And talk about answer to that question, because not only was it something we were wanting to do right now? It was something that was flowing through us so vigorously that we ended up doing it right then, whether or not we even wanted to, because it was just what needed to be done. So allowing yourself to recognize what is in flow state lets the flow move freely through you in a way where you can, like you could work a whole like eight hour day of something that would drain you in any other field. But because you're in flow, you literally leave that day feeling like you're on cloud nine. It's totally different. It's different energy. Yeah, the energy is really different. And sometimes it's hard to identify it in the moment, if we're being honest. It's a lot easier to look at it in retrospect than it is to look at it in the moment. And I think that's something that we're all working on is being more present in your body in the moment to see how it feels, you know, because in the moment, sometimes it feels like um almost like a mania. If I'm being really candid about it, it's like, oh, I got to do this thing and I have to do it all right now. Um. <laughs> Yes, but there's they're telling me to they are telling me I sound so crazy. They uh not gonna judge myself though. So they um boop 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 boop. As you were talking, I got like, yeah, but list three ways where um you would be able to recognize. So you already did one. Are you wanting to do the thing right now? So question, am I in flow state? If you're wanting to ask yourself, like, oh my gosh, to me it feels like 
uh, when a channel is coming through, it's sort of the same. It feels like um, there's a bunch of Christmas presents in front of me and I need to open them all at once. So using that as the flow state energy, I can recognize like, okay, these presents aren't going anywhere and I'm here now and I'm excited to open them. I can open them at whatever rate I desire and like sort of milk the most joy out of this experience. So when you're looking at your flow and you're wondering, am I manic and uncentered? Am I practicing escapism or am I in flow? Ask yourself, am I excited? Does this thing excite me? Is this something I want to do right now? And then what would be the third thing? Am I excited? Is this something that I want to do right now? And I want to say like, how does it feel energetically, but we might not be in tune with it. Um, where does it, Oh, how does my body? body? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How does it feel in my body? And then are my basic needs being met in this moment? Like, am I, like, do I need to take care of anything with my body right now before I begin to operate in this flow? Yes, like food or water, which I often forget. Yes. And do that first because then your flow can last so much longer. <laughs> so how is my body feeling? Yes. Okay, so am I excited? I'm, I just wrote that down. That's important. Am I excited? Um, do I want to do the thing right now? And how is my body feeling? So that's so our tools for this week is really like um, being able to recognize what your flow state looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then um, and then also do, 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 do that cup exercise, which I think is super awesome. What are you filling your cup with, and what are you pouring from your cup? I love that. I hear, I feel a lot of people coming away from this with like, yeah, being in flow is cool, but I have stuff to do that has to be done. And I understand that. I'm right there with you. But know that sometimes, uh, this is going to be hard truth. Sometimes a lot of the things that we think have to be done right now in this moment don't. And it's because we have set um, our own parameters around what should or shouldn't be done. An example of that is say that you have something in your freezer and that you really should be cooking and I need to cook that now and I can't throw it away because it is food and it's perfectly valuable food and I don't want to ruin this food um, and then you never want it. But you don't know what to do with it because you've put this artificial barrier that this thing is valuable and you can't waste something that is valuable. I am using this example because I grew up without a lot of food and not that I like starved or anything but it was a limited resource. And so as an adult, I kind of use like food security as um, a, a big thing for me. So anyway, um, you could just throw that away. If you don't want it, you, you can just throw it away. You're the only person that's making the rule that it has to live there in your freezer. You know? And that can be applied to a lot of other things. <laughs> oh, God, that noise I just made. Um Yeah. <laughs> Well, as you were saying uh, before, you were like, oh, I can feel so many people. Um, the Yeah, I, oh, I have so much I want to say about this topic, but I'm going to do it in just a couple sentences. I hope I'm going to try. Um, one, most of the things you think you, and this is coming from somebody who has spent years and years and years and years working against the flow, suppressing my emotions and exerting effort to get the things I want say that one more time. I have spent years suppressing my natural flow and exerting effort to get the things that I think that I want. So I know from experience, from implementing these tools that we're talking about, that everything you want 
comes to you from learning how to operate in flow state. Everything you could possibly desire, so many things you don't even know that you desire yet because you're just not in tune with that frequency yet, all of these things happen from being in flow. And when you resist that flow state and force yourself to do the things that you think you need to do, you are blocking yourself again and again and again. It doesn't matter. You can block yourself as much as you want. The flow is always going to be there. The river never runs dry. So it's like you can stick, uh, Abraham, Abraham Hicks has a great quote where she's like, you can stick your boat in at any point in the river. It doesn't matter. It's all going to the same place, which is your ultimate dreams and desires. So it's just a matter of like, why aren't you putting your boat in? And why are you constantly turning it upstream? <laughs> and, um, and I also have a really good example. And, my, and, uh, and it's like these, quote unquote, real world 3D things that we get hung up on. So for this trip that I'm currently on, I created an entire itinerary that I thought was necessary, that I felt was important, and that I had emailed. I want to add that you also worked on that for a long time, too. I did. I worked really hard on that. And I had all, you guys, I'm such a, uh, talk about someone who needs like times and dates and visuals for manifestation. So I had our trip planned to a T. I was all like uh, ego about it where I like put in the links and, you know, and then I was like showing my partner, I'm like, how cool is this? And I got us the best deals on all of the rooms and um, the best deals on campsites. And I had it all planned out. Anyways, that was a really good example of me. Um, I was actually operating inflow when I made that because I was really excited to make it. But I spent hours and hours and hours on that material, gone, just disappeared into the ethers of the web before we ever got to make a single reservation. And we haven't stayed in any of the places that we were planning on staying at any of the times we were planning on staying them because we completely rerouted our entire trip, which would not have been able to happen if I had actually booked those original reservations. Our entire trip is different now and able to be different because we didn't cement it in. So it's like, here I was thinking that that was something necessary and I would have had to put effort in after the initial flow and I never got the chance to do it because the universe just swept it away from me and was like, no, 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 don't worry about it, don't worry about it. So a lot of these things that we think we need to grip to and have to quote unquote accomplish, um, do do think of us think of us and when you feel there's an actual constriction like channel like there's a or excuse me your channel to receive and that energy flow will literally constrict i want you to feel that constriction and instead of pushing against it just go oh okay that's that restriction happening and then breathe and let it move through you and then see where you can actually be putting your attention that feels more of a release and less of a resistance yes and um, I kind of want to ask you in the future, because you you like to plan, you like to implement things, you like to have structure uh, in the same way, how would you approach that differently? Mm. Or like, do you need to have the structure to make your brain happy in the moment? And then you just acknowledge that that, that list might not be followed to a T? Or do you try to make less of a list? Or how do you like improve and grow from here? Yeah, well, I'm really learning that for me, it's about my like my partnership and learning how to engage in my personal practice of manifestation in harmony in my partnership. So um, my partner, Jensen, he's very abstract in, uh, he, how do you say, spontaneous in planning and abstract in thinking. So 
he is not at all like, let's go this day, this place, this day, this time. And, um, and for him, it's talk about operating in flow. This is like literally his specialty. So he understands flow. He understands flow state and he just literally practices being in the present moment and doing what, what feels right in that moment. So for me moving forward, creating that itinerary for me, but understanding I'm not creating an itinerary for our trip. I am visualizing and creating for no other purpose than visualizing and creating because it feels good in the moment. Okay. And then so it's, that- it's back to that original thing of restructuring your perspective of it. So instead of this yeah. being a list of everything that I'm going to do, the intention when you sit down is this is a visual exercise of the trip that I want to take and how it would look if we were to take it based on what I want in this moment. Wait, hold on. Cheat code. You're expanding my universe right now. Okay. So in the future. And that also kind of adds an element of ritual into it too. Magic. That's what I was just thinking. So Megan, do you hear what she's saying, you guys? She's changing my world right now. So in the future. So, so prior unevolved Lissa from this moment <laughs> in this topic did not understand that what I was doing was just operating in flow and planning my trip because I enjoyed thinking about something that hadn't happened yet. Now that I understand that that's what I was doing, when I sit down for our next trip, I'm not going to write a list of places that we're going to be and how much it cost and have links to the website. I'm instead going to probably separate our trip up into beginning, middle, and end. Think of, oh, this feels so good. Think of intentions that I want to set, experiences that I want to have, and things I want to cultivate, and I can create ritual and practice magic with it and actually, ooh, and then actually be able, oh, do you see? That was all versions of myself trying to create experience because that's the only way I know how to create experiences is through details. Through details and planning. And you would save yourself a lot of time too if you don't go through and do all the links and stuff. So much time. Oh, man. Yeah. What amazing amazing advice, Megan. Thank you. And you guys can do similar things with yourselves. You can look at your life and like this doesn't have to be a dramatic thing. Like if like I don't feel in flow and I have to go to work, like that's okay. You can you can implement it in smaller ways. Like um, you have a structure for how dinner looks for you and you have to have like in order for it to be a proper meal, you have to have two sides and a carb and a meat or a protein of some sort. And it has to look a certain way or it wasn't a meal that was worth anything. Okay, cool. Why though? And then if you and Flo really just want like a bowl with everything dumped in it and it doesn't have any structure to it, then let yourself have that, you know? Um, and you can just be in flow in small ways and then it can get bigger. It can get better as you get used to like how it looks in your body. Um, if you feel really resistant to go do the dishes right now, but you have to do the dishes right now, um, why? Who says you have to do the dishes right now? You know, is it you telling yourself that you have to do it? Is there a specific reason? Like, do you have company coming over and you want the dishes to be done before company comes over? That's a little bit different than you want the dishes to be done um, because you can't relax until it's done, you know, Um, and you'll figure it out for yourself, but it doesn't have to be like a big life changing thing. You just implement it in small ways. This is um, reminding me, too, that I was encouraged to tell you guys at the beginning of this, but I forgot um, that, like, I could feel some resistance as well, what Megan was talking about, where people are hearing this and they're going, like, that's sort of airy-fairy or fantastical or, like, nobody's going to be able to work and flow all the time. 
But what like my team is sort of giving me the visual of that's not the point. The point is, yeah, is I was about to say that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> there's life force energy flowing to us freely all of the time. There's a river of abundance that holds anything that you could possibly want, anything that you could possibly desire that's free and available to us at all times. The only way we're ever going to be able to understand how to operate within the system to get the things that we want is if we understand the mechanism of what it's like when it's effort like operating with inside us when it's turned on, so to speak. And so to me, it feels like there's a hose in a garden and it's gunky and clogged up and you can just leave it in your garden and forget about it. Or if you decide that you actually want to use it because maybe you want to plant vegetables in your garden and actually be able to grow sustenance and feed yourself, then the first step is turning on that water. And if no, if no, um, water's coming out of the hose, then you know, okay, it's blocked. Well, you can literally just do that. You can turn it on and be like, okay, something's wrong there. And then it's not working. And then eventually through trial and error, you start to see where the blockages are and then how the flow actually works. So it's sort of incrementally just throughout the day, recognizing when you, same thing with alignment, recognizing when you are and are not in flow and then adjusting accordingly. Because you guys, when you get this, when you really get this, like I'm getting excited thinking about it. When you understand what it's like to be authentic, to speak your truth and to live in alignment and you get that motherfucking flow turned on, you like mm, get ready because that's when the people in your life start to look at you and go, how are you do? How are you doing that? How, how, what, how, huh? And then everything just sort of, you're like walking down the street. So I literally today had the next flow experience where I walked into a stairwell and locked myself in. And instead of going back the way I came, well, I couldn't go back the way I came. I was very literally locked. I had to set off an alarm. But I got popped right out to where I needed to be on this street that there's like no possible way I could have been there. It was like right across the street from my hotel in downtown Vegas where it's like just chaos and confusion. And the only way I got there was just through like talking at my phone, not paying attention and then getting myself locked in a corner. <laughs> but it's like literally like magic just happens left and right. And it and it is a, a foundational process that you build upon. First, you figure out who you are. You do that by learning how, like what your emotional guidance system is. That's also an Abraham Hicks thing that you can look up. And then you figure out what alignment looks like for you based on the things that you actually do and don't like. And then you figure out what that flow state feels like. And then it's like your, your instrument is aligned and feeling good. You're grounded in your integrity. And then you can let th that life force flow through you and it just whooshes because you're in alignment and it just feels, I'm excited. Can you tell? It feels really good when you're in that place. Yeah. It feels really good when you're there. And I want to um, point out two things. One, um, the most recent thing with you going through that and setting off an alarm, you wouldn't have done that in the past. You would have been too afraid to make any sort of sound or be perceived or um, do anything at all. And you would have stayed trapped. And it would have been a lot worse for you. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you took up space. Two, if your hose is gunky and broken and you um, are spending a lot of time fixing it, you could get a new hose. I don't care if your grandpa gave you that hose. You could just get a new hose that works better for you. And um, that kind of like if you're trying to fix a broken relationship, you're trying to fix a job that doesn't work, you're trying to fix a, a, an apartment or a space that just literally doesn't work for you, you're trying to uh, make something fit 
you know, like you're trying to shove, like it's that child's toy and you have the shapes and the holes that are shaped like the things and you're trying to shove a square into a hole, like a circle. <laughs> you could just pick up the square and put it in there, but instead you're like trying to force it in. You know what I mean? So it's okay to get a new hose. Thousand percent. You don't owe anybody anything. No. You don't owe anybody anything ever, 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 ever. Ever, ever, ever. And you're not, you're not a bad person if you need to change something. If that job isn't working, that partner isn't working, that whatever, just like you're putting more energy and effort into trying to make it barely work than it would if it just worked like it was new, you know, just oh worked. God. And we've all like, who hasn't been in that relationship where you finally break up and it's like, oh, thank God. Like, why were we doing that? Like when you really let, like, I yeah. mean. I'm pretty sure all of our first loves were like this, right? This was my experience was like holding on for years past when the love had like died, like just died a horrible death. And then because you think it's the thing that you think you need for whatever reason, because when you fall in love for the first time, you think that it's like never going to happen again or something, then it, then it just only causes you pain. But then there's the experience of finally letting the thing go and being like, oh, I guess I didn't need to hold yeah. on for your life. <laughs> And it's okay if you do that, um, and sometimes things can work out well, but also, if, like, you you have to look at that energy again, you know? Um, are you feeling that relationship cup up with uh, styrofoam? <laughs> are you just, like, it's got cracks and leaks and you're slapping duct tape all over it and it's not even a real cup anymore? You know, just look at it, evaluate it, see where you're at, and... This feels very important that we're relating it to a relationship for someone. And if you're in that situation and you're afraid and you don't want to be the bad guy, you're not, I mean, you're not being a bad guy for taking care of yourself. You're not being a bad guy um, for standing up for yourself and your boundaries and your needs. You're a different person than who you were when you first started the relationship. And so are they. And you guys are hurting each other <laughs> by just continuing to add layers of duct tape. And trust and believe too that um, because my my internal self went like, no, don't ever leave. Like as I'm listening to us talk, I'm thinking, well, don't ever leave a situation because you're, then you're just going to manifest, you're going to manifest it again. And then I heard my own guided system is like, but that's the thing. If what you're, if you're, how do you say, if your relationship experience is an external, uh, is an external representation of some sort of internal played out drama, Trust and believe it doesn't matter if you leave or don't leave your partner because it will manifest in the very next thing. So even if you're leaving for quote unquote the wrong reasons, you're just going to project the same thing onto your next relationship and have the opportunity to heal it again. So literally back to the same thing Megan said. So I think what is really important though is don't get afraid that you're just going to repeat the same cycle over and over again. Let's say that you have a mirror that you're trying to um, specifically to relationships, let's say that the mirror is um, valuing, valuing yourself and putting other people's needs ahead of your own and you are often being walked all over and your partner isn't a real partner and you want to move forward from that relationship. Well, okay. Sure, it might, you, know, you might continue to have that mirror and that challenge that you're facing um, but by, in that specific scenario, by going and putting yourself first and putting your needs first, you're kind of processing some of that trauma. And then the next version of it will look totally different. 
and you have an opportunity to um, process that in a new way and get like a level further. So it's not like you're going to automatically go from one shitty relationship to another shitty relationship. Your new partner might just um, love you a lot and support you a lot. And then you have to face it in yourself where you're not letting yourself um, value and appreciate yourself and you're uncomfortable receiving that love. Do you know what I mean? It's not always that. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally like as someone who's in that experience, well, I mean, you all know that I'm, that I have trust issues, but like as someone who's in that right now, where it's like, now I'm having to receive love in a way that I'm totally uncomfortable with because I'm not in the power seat, like the control seat of, uh, how do you say it? Like being in a relationship where, uh, like in like in prior experiences, it's like, yeah, it's good. Everything's great. My partner's great and wonderful and amazing, but my heart wasn't in it in a way that I would be vulnerable. Um, now that it is vulnerable, it's like sometimes receiving love and receiving good treatment can be just as difficult as enduring bad treatment if we're not used to it, if we're programmed in strange ways. So the work is going to look different depending on whatever blockages you've got that you need to work out. But um, basically what Megan said, like the lesson will make itself known if there's a lesson to be learned. It doesn't matter what your external circumstances look like. You will project that thing onto it and it's all for your benefit and will all always work out for you in one way or another, because what's meant for you will always be for you. And what's not will always leave your experience. And you can always have trust and faith in that. I think anyways. Yes. And you guys have got it. It's going to be okay. Take small opportunities to evaluate your own energy and take um, opportunities to really evaluate how you could be more in flow. And if you are struggling with it and you find yourself in a trap and you're looping or you're stuck or whatever it's it's okay i mean you literally just heard me going through it in this episode um i can know all the right answers and then still choose the hardest path <laughs> every time not every time like you you grow it gets easier you recognize it more but um it can be a challenge and you're like don't put a value judgment on your healing journey and celebrate those small wins when you do, like, even if you're like actively watching yourself from a third person perspective, screw up. Hey, you were able to identify it in past. You wouldn't have been able to see it at all. You know, small wins for the win, small wins for the win. And yeah. And flow. Yeah. And flow is all about just micro adjustments in the beginning and just learning what it feels like. And then going from there. Yeah. Start small. Baby steps are a lot more sustainable than big steps anyway, because you can always make small steps. But when you like are trying to take a giant step, it's not always on a good foundation. True. And happy 11-11, you guys. Happy 11-11. I hope that you guys are all doing well. And I think I'm done with this episode. How about you? Yeah, that flew out of me. That was really awesome. I don't know what happened with that ear ringing thing at the end that freaked me out, but I'm good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you're good. So um, if you want to book a reading with me, you can find me at megaruski.com. If you are interested in the channeled journal that I'm making, that will also be on there whenever I finish it in flow. And what about you? Um, yeah, I'm booking readings. You guys, I have lots of openings right now. Please do book a reading. If you're interested, I would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, uh, that is all things woo dot space is my website. 
And then also I just created the Patreon, like we were talking about in flow state on this trip. So that is, you can find me on Patreon at Lissa Rose. Um, it's just my name right now, just L-I-S-S-A-R-O-S-E. And then um, I might change it to all things woo. That's, that's undecided. And, uh, and yeah. And then, oh, and check out our Patreon. I was the, about to say if you want to check out ours. <laughs> but but even the exciting thing is uh, check out our Patreon because we're going to be doing the reading and the after show today uh, in my high-rise Las Vegas hotel room that overlooks Vegas. So you guys will get to see that. Yes. And it's pretty exciting. You can also just sign up for one month to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. We, we do um, an after show for the top tier. We have weekly joint readings and a lot of other ever content we want to put out there. I know that I will be giving a copy of the, the digital um, version of the book to the patrons for free and probably any of the other ones I make, to be honest. We'll see. And are uh, you going to have like a, uh, like a separate account to Megan that people can find you at or no? For Patreon? Or, to, or Twitch or I don't know how any of that stuff, the other stuff works. I only All know. Right. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. um, All right. Right now, I don't have anything separate, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm kind of figuring out what I want to do. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm excited for the the journal hugely, hugely, yes. hugely. And I feel like that's just one of many projects. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of things that I want to make, and I'm allowing myself to have time to do it. Exciting. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day, and bye. Bye.